Greetings, greetings. Good morning. This is Cindrica LaJane Arrington here, your favorite global faith speaker and project leader. I'm coming this morning with a subject relative to credit cards. We're talking about 31 days of freedom and how can you free yourself from credit cards? First, I want to start off with the scripture, Proverbs 22 and 7, that says the borrower is slave to the lender and that the rich shall rule over the poor. You may be familiar that most of our financial principles actually have biblical foundation and context. So that is a key scripture that tells us, indicates to us that, hey, if you have debt, if you have credit, in this sense, we're talking about credit cards, that you're going to have a beholding relationship, that you are not going to be 100% free. Because once you get your income and your revenue that comes from your business dealings or a salary check, then you're not able to keep that for yourself. It's going to have to go out to the creditor, okay? And biblically, your creditor is sort of a master-slave relationship, Whereas the slave has to do what the master says. So whether you want to or not, you're going to have to write that check for that car payment. Whether you want to or not, you're going to have to write that mortgage payment. Whether you want to or not, you're going to have to pay American Express out of your earnings. And so that is what Proverbs 22 and 7 says, that the rich shall rule over the poor. It's nothing to be upset about. Rich people are not evil people simply because they are rich. The majority of the rich have become rich because of their diligence. And the Bible says that your diligence shall be rewarded. So I want to dispel any myths if anybody had that, that because you're rich, you had to do something wrong to get it or you must be evil. It could very well be, as the Bible tells us, that God will take from the wicked and shall store up their riches to those who are faithful unto him. And so if we find ourselves in a situation where we're lacking financially, then that's always an indicator that we need to look at ourselves and what we're doing. How can we be better stewards? And in this instance, we can be better stewards of ridding ourselves of credit card debt. Another scripture that I want you guys to actually add to your study materials is Matthew 25 and 29. Matthew 25 and 29. Now, I am reading from the New Life Application Bible. Verse 29 says, For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he will shall be taken away from him. So I'm going to reread that. For everybody who has, more will be given unto him, and he shall have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he will and what he does have will be taken away from him. Now, let me share with you what that's speaking to. You guys are very familiar with the parables in the Bible. 
And so this is actually speaking to um, the parables of the talents that the Lord gave unto his servants in Matthew 25. To one, he gave 10. To one, he gave one. And I believe to another, he gave three or five. So to the servant that he gave 10 talents to, that servant literally went and multiplied his seed sown, okay? He went and he got interest off of it. Okay, he multiplied it. He got even more, hundredfold. And to the one who got uh, three or five talents, he also went out there and he began to work and he gave the Lord interest. He gave Jesus interest. But to the individual that Jesus gave one talent to, he buried it in the dirt. Now, in this instance, talent is referring to monies. Okay, so God had given them each coins. Okay. And so to the one that he only gave one coin to, some people would say, well, that's unfair. He gave one person 10, he gave one person one. So in our lives, many of us have various gifts and talents, okay? And so some of us can do one thing very well, while others can do 10, 15, 100 things. It seems like nothing they do is wrong or fails, okay? They do everything amazing. And so... One thing that I love about God that he gives to each and every one of us according to our own measure. And in this instance, the one that he gave only one to, he buried it in the dirt. Jesus got so mad, he was so upset with him. And he asked him, why would you bury this in the dirt if you had taken it to the bank? at least I could have gotten a little interest off of it. Now, you know, this was during biblical days because we all know as of today, you can put money in a bank or a credit union, baby, you ain't gonna get too much interest, okay? So you know this is biblical times. When you put your money in the bank today, that means that you need quick access to it. You're not looking to gain a lot of interest, okay? But Jesus said, at least you could have gotten interest off of my money had you put it in the bank. Why would you be so lazy as to not even work this talent, work this coin that I gave you? Do you know what the servant's response was? Well, I knew that because you didn't work hard to give it to me and I knew you was going to be looking for your money back. So I didn't want to risk it. Okay. The servant didn't want to risk it but Jesus called him wicked and he called him lazy okay he called him wicked and he called him lazy because he hid his talent in the ground and I want that to sit on your minds today the talents the gifting, the ideas, the strategies that the Lord has given you in your sleep, has given you in your quiet time, has given you in meetings while other people are talking, has given you while you're sitting in a car doing traffic time. These are things of the Lord. These are thoughts that he's provided unto you so that you can go out and do more with them to multiply your seed sown, to multiply your talent talents, to work your voice, to use what's in your hand. God says that when you sit on your talents, when you do nothing with the degrees that you were able to go to school and get, when you do nothing with your certifications while you just sitting on them, hallelujah, God said, if man closed the door, go knock on another door. 
If that man closed the door, go knock on another door. If that man closes a door, then hey, look up. There's a window. Walk into it, jump into it, fly out of it. God says that I will make a way for you, but you must do something. You can't just sit on it. You can't just bury it because the Lord says that it is wicked and it is lazy. So if you are a lazy Servants, if you are a lazy person, if you don't work your gifts, if you're sitting in the home and you're waiting for your wife to miraculously appear, you want to uh, go out and go to the barber and hook yourself up or or go fix yourself up as a woman. If you're one of those females who like to leave the home with scarves on your head and very unkempt, God said that is laziness, okay? I didn't create you to be a side, okay? I didn't create you to be lazy. And so that's the same thing with our money, you guys. We are very, very lazy with our money if we are not good stewards of it, good stewardship. Okay, so that's what Matthew 25 is speaking towards is to have good stewardship. And so verse 29 says that, hey, if you already got a lot and you're being a good steward with it, meaning that when your checks come in, when you're paid, when you got those Stripe notifications, business owners, okay, PayPal notifications, and you are getting more and you're being reasonable with that, you're paying your taxes out of that, you're also paying your profit, you're paying your salary, okay, your operating expenses, you know where your money is going, you pay your bills on time or ahead of schedule. God said that, okay, you've been a great steward. And so in 29, he says, he who has more will be given unto him. And you all are also familiar with the scripture that says that those who are faithful in little shall be made rulers over much. If you are faithful in little, God says that he will make you rulers over much. So if you're wanting a new car, if you're wanting a new home, if you're wanting a new position, how are you behaving and acting? How are you being a good steward? How are you managing your current position? How are you keeping your current car clean? Okay. And so these are the promises of God that really, really speaks to our monies as well. So listen, this thing is spiritual. I hear it often that money is a spiritual thing and you must know that it truly is. It's just a resource. That is why the Bible says it is very hard for a rich man to get into heaven than it is a poor man. Simply because if you lose your perspective, if you're not being a good steward, if you don't understand that people come before money, if you don't understand that love comes before greed, then God say it would be very, very hard for you to get into heaven. Not that you can't get in. Many people, they are confused on that. So let's dispel that myth, okay? Money is not the root of all evil. It's simply the love of money that is put above everything and anyone else that is evil. So this is some good teaching today, you guys. I know that these things are going to help you as you carry out your day. And so I just want to leave you with some practical application of how you can live life without a credit card. Okay. So today's lesson is freedom from credit cards. Number one pay all your bills on time. This includes your utility bills. This includes your mortgage, your insurances for your car, your home. Okay. 
any of your cell phone bills. So if you just simply pay your bills on time, that establishes a fact that you are a credible individual, that you have good character. Oftentimes, people are confused that, hey, if you don't pay your bills on time or if you consistently pay them late or not at all, then that speaks to your character. And that in turn is why banks and other establishments will not loan money. Okay. This year I'm advocating against loans. I'm paying all of mine out, okay? all of mine off um, because I'm realizing that with a income, a very blessed income, the more money that's going out the door is, is, is my daughter's future. The money that's going out the door, that could be going to my retirement fund instead of a creditor. So if you simply pay your bills on time, that establishes a long line. It speaks to your character and you will not need a credit card for that. Number two, keep cash in your bank account for emergencies. So let me share a story with you guys. I didn't have a credit card since the 90s, except for 2015, okay? I got a credit card again in 2015. All of my friends could not believe in 2000 through 2014 that I was able to buy two homes and I was able to get three vehicles and I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have an American Express, didn't have a Capital One, I didn't have a City card, all the cards that I have today. I didn't even have those cards. All I had was cash in my bank account, okay? I kept five figures in my emergency fund, and I made sure I paid my bills on time. That was it. I wasn't taking out a lot of loans on different things. I didn't have car payments, okay? I simply paid my bills on time. And so when people tell you that you need a credit card to live, that's a bold-faced lie. It is unfounded. It's not true. Whenever I traveled and I rented many cars, I took many vacations, I always used my debit card. Why was my debit card so effective? Because I had cash in the bank that was attached to it. So if you go somewhere and they say, well, no, we need a major credit card, very few establishments make that rule and will turn you away. I will tell you this, once I had one in 14, 15 years, I had one place to tell me we need a major credit card. I said, I don't have a major credit card. Oh, you don't have, no, I don't have, you don't have a Discover, no, I don't have it. I mean, they went through these list of cards like I was lying. I said, no, but what I do have is a debit card. Well, if you have a debit card, we're going to uh, charge you $500 to hold the room a night. I said, okay. And so... You know, that's just that holding fee that they put on your credit card. And then, of course, afterwards, once you check out, they take it off. But she said it to me as though I wouldn't have $500 in the bank or it was going to be an issue. And I said, sure, no problem. And she was stunned. I could tell from her facial expressions. So this is why I tell you myself, thousands of other people, okay, it's not true. The use of the credit card, that's a marketing tactic that people have taught for years. Because, yeah, if you don't have an emergency fund, if you have not been a great steward with your money, if you don't know where your money is going, then no, you may not have excess funds where if your air condition goes out 
or God forbid um, there's a medical expense that your kids or you may need, then yeah, you may think I need a credit card for emergencies when in actuality, you just need to be a better steward of your funds. For the Lord said, Matthew 25, 29, get it in your spirit that those who have more, he will give them even more abundance. But from him who does not have, meaning he who acts like what he has is nothing. And so he freely gives away all his money. He's always borrowing money. He's always in debt. He's always buying things that he doesn't need. God says that it will be taken away from you. And that is what he did in the parable for the servant who had the one talent and he hid it. God took it from him and he gave it to the one who had 10. Now, to the natural eye, people would say, well, that's not fair. This guy only had one talent. This guy had 10. And God's going to take away his one talent and give it to the one who has 10. Yes, because the Lord rewards diligence and faithfulness. So if you have 10 talents, you have 10 gifts. If your income is 10 times that of your neighbor and you're being a great steward, that is how your seed is multiplied. That is how the rich will rule over the poor. Because God says that when you know better, you do better. So those are two ways, you guys, that you can live life without your credit cards. Pay your bills on time, number one. Number two, keep your cash in, in your bank account for emergencies. Now, the reason why, again, that people have been convinced that they need credit cards is due to marketing, marketing ploys, okay, from banks and these financial institutions, because the more that you use your credit cards, you guys, it is statistically proven. The more money that you're going to spend, you're going to lose a job, um, a, a life emergency will come up, and then guess what? You've told yourself, I'm going to pay this off every month, but then something happens, and what happens? One month, you, you can't pay it off. And then you have to pay interest instead of earning interest on your money. So you have been convinced by that. That's a marketing ploy. And then, two, credit cards are totally addictive. They're totally addictive, okay? It's much easier to extend your credit card to someone than it is to pay cash, okay? I've had $100 in my pocket, and I tell you, it took me probably an hour to spend $20. Then three, four days later, I think I still have like maybe $40 left because the fact that I took cash out of the account for like some spending money for the 4th of July, I didn't even spend it all. It made me think twice about buying a purchase because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, you know, I'm getting low on cash. I don't really need it. I like it, but I don't really need it. And so in that regard, I still have some cash. However, when I went shopping and I pulled out my debit card, oh my gosh, it swiped so quick and it came back to me. And you know why? Because when you give cash, you get um, you get something back, okay? But when you extend your credit card or your debit card, you don't really get anything back because they're giving you your credit card back. So it's, it's those, nothing really happened. So it's less emotion using a credit card or debit card than it is using actual cash. And that's why credit cards are so addictive. You're very quick to run that card, run that card, run that card, because there's this false illusion that you have infinite funds. Okay. And so that's why we use credit cards. We're easily uh, addicted to them. We overspend 
and we have been convinced that they're necessary and they are not. These are all myths. You do not need a credit card to stay at a hotel. You do not need a credit card to rent a car. You do not need a credit card for emergencies, okay? And you definitely don't need one for a good credit score. And I have a quick story that I want to share with you guys. I had a, a family member who actually called me one year before I got a credit card. I actually had one of my banker friends, so I'm paying stupid tax right now. I actually had one of my banker friends recommend to me in 2015 that I should get a credit card just to increase my credibility for access to funds. And so I, you know, I was doing very well with my money financially. And then I thought, well, okay, sure. Okay, let's just fast forward three years, okay, to where we are in 2018. Literally racked up $20,000 in credit card debt, okay? Thankfully, I was able to pay off like $10,000. Actually paid it off, paid off $20,000 in 2016, 2017. It's 2018 and racked it up again. And so now I'm in that process of deleting it again. So I've already paid half of it off. And the other half will be paid um, pretty soon here by the end of the year. And so, and I'm, and I cut them up. Okay, done with the credit cards. Totally done with them. But I was convinced to get one um, because it would for credit. Not the case, you guys. Not the case. But I wanted to tell you about a family member who reached out to me who had been live, using credit cards all his life, and he wanted me to add him to one of my credit cards so that he could show the bank that he was credit worthy. And this is someone that, again, has always used credit cards, has always used credit cards. And that should have been an indicator to me because you would get in trouble as he had gotten in trouble with credit cards. Now, of course, I didn't do that. And I would recommend you to not sign your name. Don't co-sign. That is the death of your financial situation. Never co-sign for anyone. Now, another thing that I want to help you, another tip, this is the third tip to help you realize that you can use and live uh, without credit cards successfully and abundantly. Three, make cash only your choice for purchases, okay? Only use cash for your purchases. You could use the cash app. You could use a third party something for PayPal. Those of us who are in the business world, of course, we're very familiar with PayPal or Stripe, Square, any of those type of indications. Um, but use cash only. Now, when you're doing your shopping, some people like to use the envelope system where they divvy up their money in different categories. I personally do that. I use that for my gas and my groceries and my miscellaneous or my blow. Um, category even for my hair I take out a certain amount okay fourth budget and do a spending plan some people hate the word budget so create a spending plan and number five just stop using credit cards and never go back to them so this has been your freedom from credit card okay teaching and again those scriptures that we've referenced proverbs 22 and 7 matthew 25 and 29 pay your bills on time people keep cash in your accounts for emergencies three use cash only you can live without a credit card our ancestors did it and we can do it too number four create a spending plan where 
every dollar knows where it's going before it's in your checking account every week, every two weeks, or every month, depending on how you're paid. Number five, stop using the credit cards and never go back to them. Pay them off. Pay them off and then stop using them, okay? Cut them up. Leave them alone. Never go back to them. The reason why there were so many um, affluent African-Americans during slavery time and then post-slavery times, despite the culture, despite the situation, despite all of the things that they were against, is because they were prudent. They were diligent. They paid attention to what was going on around them. They saw opportunity. When you see opportunity, but you have no reason resources to be able to participate or invest in it, then you become um, uh, disadvantaged, okay? You become disabled, disingenuine, okay? They did not spend their money on things that were frivolous, okay? And so on today, if you want to be free from debts, if you want to be free from credit cards, then apply these practical steps. And just like me, in about six months, you will be credit card free. So this has been Cindrica Lejane. Uh, Cindrica Lejane here, you guys. So have an amazing day and God bless.